Well, I probably don't have to tell any of you that it's been a crazy year. Uh, I'm so glad I took that class in seminary, how to lead a church through a pandemic quarantine, following an impeachment in preparation for a hotly contested election in the middle of looting and riots. <laughs> we didn't have any class like that. So um, what happened was, I'm going to give you a list of kind of some good things that the Lord has done. But what happened was on uh, Saturday, March 14th, I was getting ready to leave for Mozambique on Sunday, March 15th. The way I remember those dates, because my birthday is Monday, March 16th. And on the 14th, my travel agent called me and said, guess what? You're not going anywhere. Why not? Because every airport between here and Nepal, not Mozambique, Nepal shut down. Every flight's canceled. You got to be kidding me. So I didn't go on Sunday. And on Monday, the whole world collapsed. Didn't it? You guys all remember that. Our very first attempt at live streaming was uh, Shane and Jason. And if you're watching Ardell's, thank you very much. The very yeah, that's right. The very first attempt was I stood up there by myself, and they put a stack of boxes and a laptop so I could talk to the laptop. And I assume that you all heard it because I heard saw a bunch of comments coming in. And we've gone way beyond that now in our technology because of Errol and the Ardells and Stefan and several others, so that we now know how to do this the right way. So the world kind of collapsed, and so we got our staff together. We had kind of an emergency staff meeting and said, okay, everything is off the table. Apparently, this is only going to last long enough for to flatten the curve, and uh, we're let's say this goes for two to three weeks. Wow. We had no idea what we were in for. So we, we took all of our programming and set it aside and said, let's go back and focus on values. And the two values we came up with was encouraging our converse, congregation and caring for them. Those were the values that we put in place. And we've operated by those values ever since as this has continued on and on and on. But let me remind you, not all the world is crazy. The Lord is still the Lord, and a lot of good things have happened, some of which you know and some of which you don't. You may remember last fall we had an all-church retreat. How many of you went on that? Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Back when the world was on its proper axis. Then we had an Advent program uh, during Advent and Christmas. We had the largest Christmas Christmas Eve gathering we've ever had. I don't know, 12 or 1,300 people. And we had over 100 kids involved in that Advent program. Okay, that's going to be important later on because I'm going to ask you to fund Julie with a little bit more money. I'll tell you about that. (laughs) Then we had the sad news of Mark and Jenny leaving. But then we had Rob come in. How many of you have enjoyed what's happened? As Rob is finding his, his feet. Thank you. We're enjoying the worship. Several people asked me today, why do we bring the, the Denver people up? Just let you do it full time. I said, okay, fine. I'll take away all your vacations and all that. You're just here from now on. <laughs> during, the, uh, during the quarantine, we took advantage of it and did a lot of construction. For example, on our house right there, They removed the wall, some of you have been there, between the living room and this other room and opened it all up and put in wood floors. It's really helped my lungs as an asthmatic to get rid of the carpet uh, very much. And they opened it all up. 
And then we've uh, we finished remodeling the downstairs apartment where Mark and Jenny lived. And um, we either have the final approval or we're getting those now. But that's all been done. And, and we have uh, proper, proper egress windows now in place in that apartment. The annex, as we speak, the front half over there, what is the former vet clinic, is being remodeled right now. We have those permits all in place. And it's all been gutted and walls are putting in there we're putting in uh three offices and refinishing some of the other stuff and one of the offices we're going to allow visiting counselors to use because during this quarantine the the counseling need has gone through the roof uh, not just here all over the country and so we have one of our rooms designated to let our counselors that come up to use it as soon as this is done, oh, no, no, another thing we did, Rob did this, cleaned up the basement downstairs. If you've never been down in the basement, 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 the basement. Uh, Stefan and Taylor's house is next. Once we finish remodeling the, the old vet clinic, the annex, then we're going to redo Stefan and Taylor's house. It's, it's way past time, and they need it. So they're next on the docket. And that money has already been uh, things that we did. And we did manage to get our Haiti trip in, didn't we? Just barely. I came home from Haiti, got ready to leave for Nepal, and wham, the, the world shut down. So by God's grace, we did. I'll come back and say a word about Haiti in a minute, some of their needs and what we're going to do. We developed the technology. I didn't develop it. We bought the technology, and people a whole lot smarter than me got it working so that we can now live stream. How many of you have watched at least one live streaming service? Okay, good. It's good. We're getting better and better every week, and uh, we will continue this from now on. <clears throat> Because why stop? We actually have more people watching uh, than we used to have attending at this time of year. So the live streaming is a way of reaching people that we hadn't taken advantage of before. So we'll continue it. Worship in the park? Here we are. You enjoying it? Yeah. If we're indoors, according to the current calculations on square footage, we could have 26 people in the sanctuary and 13 in the commons. Okay? That's where we're sitting right now. That's why we're out here. We're going to stay out here as long as we can. You're Summit County folks. Just bring your snow shovels. <laughs> no, we'll stay out here as long as the weather permits. And I'll say more about that building in just a second. <clears throat> we said goodbye to six graduates. They graduated from high school. That's a sad time of year for me because most of them I know, having spent time with them. And um, But then we welcomed a whole truckload of middle schoolers starting the journey. We had lots and lots of virtual coffees. 
lots of coffees with people that were lonely, struggling. I don't know if you're following any of the national statistics, but they're same here as well, that the uh, domestic violence rates have significantly risen, the bankruptcy rates have significantly risen, suicide rates have significantly risen. And I'm so proud of our staff. We kind of divvied up the church, Julie and Stefan and Jude and Rob and I, we kind of divvied up the church and tackled um, different groups of people, especially the ones that we knew were in trouble and uh, struggling to survive during that time, and just called them, prayed for them, called them, prayed for them, called them, prayed for them. We're so tired of Zoom. <laughs> you know, just tired of it. But it's part of our world right now, so we'll continue. And uh, as we head back into the winter, we anticipate having to use it a little bit more again. And then I just want to say a word to our cleaning crew, because they hardly ever get mentioned. We have people that come into our church, and they do all the cleaning and sterilizing, and they keep it nice and clean. But they were doing that before the health orders, you know? But they rarely get mentioned. I was in there working, and one of them came in my office and wiped down the light switch. I would have never thought of wiping down a light switch. Okay, that's not my area. Ask me about Greek, and I'm happy. And so uh, they, uh, our, our cleaning crew has just been fantastic in the staff. Okay, let me tell you about the future. Right. <clears throat> That's right. By the way, for those of you that are live streaming right now, sorry we don't have a way to communicate back and forth, but we're not that advanced yet. So you just have to be satisfied with watching. <laughs> okay. I said we're going to stay out as long as we can. The truth is, we don't really know what's going to happen. The health orders change pretty frequently. About every couple of weeks, something changes. And that's actually, I'm um, grateful for Dan Hendershot, who's a member of our church, and he sends us all these updates so that we can map it out. And if there's any complexity, I just call him, and, uh, and he tells me, helps me work through how we can do it. I believe um, right now we're limited indoors, according to the last one that I saw, to 50 people per room right now, Okay. And there's a square footage requirement. And so if we assume that most people, this is one of our thoughts, okay? Because we honestly don't know how to plan. Uh, and so we're kind of creating scenarios in our mind. We're already working on Christmas Eve and what we're going to do there. We'll tell you later, but it'll be a surprise. You're going to love it. Um, but if we assume most families, most people that come are couples rather than singles, we can take that 26 and double it to 52 if we've done the math right. And the same in the commons and the narthex. So we actually think that we can get 100 people like we do on Christmas Eve between the sanctuary, the narthex, and the commons, uh, or at least very close to it. And we can do two or three services, whatever we need throughout the fall. But that's assuming that the children and teens will not be with us. The moment they come in, that number goes way down. So we're proposing some type of scenario with our children and our teens working together, much like we do with VBS. Because we have two floors that we can use, and uh, we have to work through all the math. But we think that we can put the children in another part of the building with teens kind of in pods like we do with VBS and masks and all the appropriate stuff. So we might be able to get back into the building once the weather gets cold and house most of our people. Because this time of the year, we're not, that, we're not inundated with tourists throughout the fall. So we think there's a good chance we can make it happen. I have to get that cleared with the county, but we've been doing the research, and it looks like we can when the weather starts to turn south. But as long as the weather is like this, why not meet out here? I mean, we're, we know how to do it now. It's great. They have a long cord that goes from there, over there, into my living room, to the back of my modem. That's how we're live streaming. 
It's great. <laughs> so the kind of that's what we're thinking uh, for the future. We'll come back to you with more information. Here's some announcements that you need to be familiar with. On September 13th, which is in two weeks, we have Lisa Harper here. She's going to be here, and uh, most of the women know who she is. Most of you men don't know. Come. It'll be a treat. Uh, she's an international speaker, um, and she's one of my doctoral students. So if she wants a grade, she's going to come. <laughs> no, no. She told me she, would, she, she snuck into amphitheater last year, loved it, and said, can I come back? And I said, absolutely. So she's coming. And then Hazel Miller, remember Hazel Miller? When she was playing, I told her Lisa Harper is coming. She says, oh, can I come play for her? So on September 13th, we have Lisa Harper and Hazel Miller both here at the same time. We will advertise that. We will be going to two services because we're already maxed out with the one service. And um, so we'll give you more information on that one as it comes up. On October 4th, we are going to do a baptism. We have at least four now that would like to be baptized, and so we're going to put the word out to the congregation if we want more. Uh, I don't know where, but I'm voting for outdoors because it's just worth it. Yeah? Nothing wrong with cold water. You're only under water for, what, three seconds? Unless I decide to talk. <laughs> then it could be longer. So we're going to do a baptism. On October 18th, we're going to do another inquirers class. Uh, we're trying to get the church back to normal. And I've had several people ask me, when are you going to do another one of those new member things? So we got one planned. October 28th, we're doing Trunk or Treat. Uh, that'll be interesting, the way we have to handle food and all that, masks. But some of you may remember we started that, where we have different cars around the parking lot. And kids from around the area come to that. So you'll hear more about that. Julie's putting on Trunk or Treat and the Children's Advisory Board. So we're looking forward to that. And then finally, we thought one of the ways that we can really bless the church uh, is to do more Christian education. We got hit by surprise with the quarantine, and it really took us the wind out of our sails in a lot of areas, but we're, we're into it now. We're settled in. And now that we know how to use all the, well, I don't know how. Now that Errol, Rob, and a few others know how to use this technology, we can do a lot more Christian education. So we're thinking of things like Bible studies, a parenting class, things like that. Nancy and I usually do a marriage group uh, in our house. We're going to move it over to the church and do a marriage group. We do one of those in the fall and um, go for six months. And so we have several things on the table. My dream is that at least several nights a week, you have a choice. If you want to log in, you can. And um, <clears throat> that solves a problem of childcare if you're parenting and you want to take a parenting class because you can log in and take one and we'll teach on that. So that's kind of what we're thinking. All right, one more thing. The budget request, uh, just so you know, by the way, the voting closes. For those of you that are online, the voting will close at 12.15. So if you're a member, you got an email with a link. Click on it, and you can go ahead and cast your vote, okay? But it'll close automatically at 12.15. So you can vote anytime you want between now and then. We are asking for a 2.5% increase in the budget, Okay. Uh, Judy will come up in just a second and give you the report. You can just see we're financially very healthy. We're very, very blessed by the Lord. In fact, the giving is already more than what we're asking for. But the primary increase that we're asking for is in two big areas. You have the list. You can read all the little details. But the big area is, number one, is I'd like to take Julie on full-time starting January 1st. The elders have already approved that if the members agree. 
Um, the children's ministry, it's hard to know how many there are right now because they're not meeting, but her hands are full. I know I meet with her every week. And the other one is I'm going to take Stefan. I'm increasing his hours just in, uh, both these ministries are growing. And just in student ministries alone, we now have 60 students, more than we've ever had. And children's ministry is even more than that. And so these both are just part-time and they're working more and more and more and more. And this is nuts. So I suggested to the elders, this is how we invest into our church. And quite honestly, one of the things that I think is happening with this quarantine issue is that um, people are leaning into their faith that haven't leaned into it before. Honestly, I've seen several uh, non-believers that I know from around the, the the county area sitting out here during our church on Sunday. And I've had several stop me in the grocery store. They started watching our live streaming stunned by that. Praise the Lord. So I think the Lord always turns things to his glory. I think Satan shot himself in the foot with this quarantine mess uh, because people are leaning into their faith. So we really have big needs in both of these areas, and that is the future of the church. So I'm asking you to, to pray about vote yes, but if you vote yes, that means you're going to fund it a 2.5% increase in the budget. And that does include a 3% raise for our staff, okay? which we try to do every year. A um, couple of other uh, things on, little things, and I'm done. The Haitian, uh, Haiti, as you may know, as well as a lot of countries, but we have a vested interest in Haiti. They're having a lot of, a real problem. It's, you know, not only are they struggling because they're closed down, as almost all third world countries are, but the food is very, very expensive. I've read several things on that. And so, uh, Paul and... Um, what is your name? I can't remember. <laughs> Don't you just love that? Cindy, the gimp? Uh, no, no, no. We talked, and we have money already set aside, so we actually don't need to vote on this. We're going to transfer 6000 to Haitian Christian Ministries to help with the food. Uh, honestly, a container of food costs 40000 They're over halfway there. We're going to help out. And if any of you want to give, that's a designated fund. Just write Haiti or Haitian Christian Ministries on your check, and we'll make sure it gets there. But we're going to take some of that money. You know, the needs are astounding. I just got an email from one of my students in Mozambique. He has a church out in the uh, back country of uh, Africa. He can't meet because one of the requirements is you have to have running water. And they don't have running water. So they bring buckets of water in, and the health department said, absolutely not. This is the great spread of disease. So all churches now have to have running water. So I asked him, what does it cost to have running water? He says, well, we did the estimate. It's about $400. And that's a lot of money for us. It's like, good night. Just put it in. I'll send you the money. (laughs) And I haven't even asked our missions committee yet, but I know they'll pay for it. And so we have needs like this around the world that we can actually begin to help out in significant ways. So all that to say, uh, Judy, come on up. I think you're next. That we... um, we are very blessed as a church. We're very blessed. Honestly, I've told you several times that I, I work with young pastoral students uh, all at Denver Seminary quite a bit. And churches around the, the world, especially the big ones, are starting to lay off. The biggest church in Canada just laid off 50% of the workforce. They had 200 employees. And uh, I'm so grateful on behalf of the elders and the staff. Thank you, all of you, for allowing us to continue to do what we love to do ministry to people in our county and in our church. So that's my report.